our tagline is the new standard in dog food because that's what we want it to become. We don't want our food to be looked at as this fancy gourmet eccentric thing. We want the safety standards to be met at that standard. We want that to become the new normal. Yeah. Health should not be a luxury. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, I am talking to Jessica Bevilacqua about fresh food for dogs. She founded her company, Dog Standards, with a mission to raise the standard of the food we give our dogs. But she doesn't want you to think of her fresh, human-grade food as spoiling your pup. After all, health is not a luxury. It's a canine right. It took about eight months of research and development to launch Dog Standards in January of this year. In that time, Jessica said she got so much help and support from everyone she worked with. People really wanted to see her succeed. Since launching, she's also been able to use feedback from her customers to come up with fresh ideas for new products. Did you know that kangaroo is the hot new protein source? Apparently it is. This is a great episode to share with your pet parent friends. Just tell them that their dog wants them to listen. Before I hit play on this interview, I just want to share with you what a big believer I am in reaching out when I need help. 45 minutes with an expert can save me hours or even months of work. Do you ever feel like you hit a wall with what you can figure out on your own? Or do you have an idea that you need to bounce off of someone who really gets what you're working on in your pet business? Well, I'm currently booking one-on-one coaching sessions to give you the help you need to spend less time working and more time with your pet. These coaching sessions are designed to help you with marketing, social media, goal setting, and the overall vision for the impact you make in the lives of pets and their people. Learn more and book a call with me. All the info can be found at wherewagrepeat.com slash courses. And as always, if you have any questions at all, just reach out and ask. You know where to find me. Jessica Bevilacqua is the founder of Dog Standards, where she creates fresh, human-grade food for dogs. She's on a mission to make dogs healthier and happier by providing a convenient way to feed fresh. As a first-time dog mom, Jessica went to her local pet store and picked up a bag of veterinarian-recommended premium kibble, thinking she was giving her new puppy the best possible diet. But when her dog Boston experienced health problems, then got prescribed medication after medication with no improvement, she decided to investigate what her pup was really eating. As a health nut herself, she knew that food is medicine and that Boston's diet was a good place to start to heal him. Today, Jessica is raising awareness about the benefits of fresh human-grade food for dogs while providing a convenient feeding solution for dog parents. She lives in Toronto, Canada with her dog, Boston. Hey, Jessica. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to hear about 
your brand and, and your journey uh, to get here. So I guess the best place to start would be to ask you about your dog, Boston, and, and his story, because it sounds like he's the inspiration behind a lot of this. Yeah, he definitely is. So Boston's almost five years old in August. Um, So I never grew up with a dog. He was my first dog. So brought him home, did what I think most pet parents do. They go to the pet store, they buy a big bag of kibble. um, And I bought a premium bag of kibble thinking I was giving him the best. Um, Then fast forward six months old, he was diagnosed with epilepsy. um, And then we went to vet after vet, animal hospital after animal hospital, and they just increased or changed his medication. And that was really the only solution that I was given as a possibility to help him. Um, and he was so young, he was only six months, probably one at this point. And I didn't want him on these insanely strong um, pills for his whole life. So um, I started to look into the food he was eating um, more myself. Anytime there's anything going on with me, I like to try and do things as natural as possible. So I kind of took that same approach for him. Um, So I started doing a lot of research in the pet food industry as a whole, um, and started uncovering a lot of things that I was really scared to see. Um, And immediately, you know, everyone has a dog now, all the pet parents around me were feeding their dog kibble, it almost seemed like a non-conversation. Um, so it was kind of this aha moment of we have no idea what we're feeding our dogs, um, pet, pet food brands. What I realized during my research is that many of them, hundreds are actually owned by the same company, all use the same ingredients, all the same formulas, all the same standard of food, just marketed in different ways. Um, so these marketing tactics are actually you know, blinding pet parents into making these uninformed decisions. And I had fallen into that trap. Everyone I knew had also. Um, So that was an opportunity for me to say, you know what, pet parents need to know about this um, and they need a solution. So that was really um, what inspired dog standards. I love that. I, I can fall down the rabbit hole very easily on, on YouTube and on different websites and blogs that I read that are all about dog food. Um, and it's shocking the ingredients that are in a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. the one that, that always shocks me is I think it, um, propylene glycol is that it, it's yeah. like antifreeze, right? Yeah, exactly. And that is in so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just actually bought something at the pharmacy for myself, like these eardrops and one of the ingredients was propylene glycol. And I was like, oh, antifreeze. Yeah. <laughs> and once you know something, it's hard to go back and unsee it. So once you have that aha moment, it, it's crazy. Even with our food, some of our customers, once they made the switch, they're like, in case anything ever happens with the delivery, like, can we buy more packs? So we always have more. It's almost like once you go and you see the difference, that your dog is experiencing in their health, it's really hard to go backwards because the difference in your dog's health, um, activity levels, everything is just night and day. Right. It's kind of like a twofold thing. It's like you become more informed and your eyes are open to like all these toxic ingredients. 
And then when you switch your dog to a better food, you can see the proof in their activity level and their health and their coat and their attitude and everything. Exactly. Like we always say, your pet will taste the difference and you'll see it. Um, So, you know, we have the biggest thing people have said with um, purchasing our food and feeding our food is that, you know, it's the biggest solution for picky eaters. Um, So for the first time ever, dogs are licking their bowl clean after, let's say, 10 years of maybe eating a kibble or two a day for small dogs. Um, So that's that's a huge difference that we've seen for sure from our customers. I love that your, um, your mission and your approach is really a lot of like education and awareness based because, uh, I think that's something that obviously is missing from a lot of the, the like bigger brand, uh, food companies because, um, they don't really have <laughs> the correct product to offer after they educate. <laughs> um, exactly. so that's probably why they're not doing that. But, um, I love that that's part of your mission is to educate people. Um, and so I, I was curious if you could think of, uh, one thing that you wish your average pet parent knew about dog food. I would say that I wish that they knew that dog food is actually considered feed grade. Um, and the food that we eat is obviously considered human grade. Um, but the difference in that is the safety really. Um, so feed grade is essentially all the scraps, um, some some companies have even found, you know, plastic from grocery stores. It's scraps. It's basically all the inedible portions that is illegal to feed humans that get stuck in dog in dog food. Um, and I guess like food. livestock feed too, right? It's just exactly. Like this feed kind of category. Exactly. So. Um, you know, we don't want people to look at our food as spoiling your dog, um, or that it's this premium. And, you know, our, our tagline is the new standard in dog food, because that's what we want it to become. We don't want our food, um, to be looked at as this fancy gourmet, um, eccentric thing to give your food. We want the safety standards, um, to be met at that standard. We want that to become the new normal. Yeah. Like health should not be a luxury. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's really, I mean, there's so many parallels in the, in the human (laughs) field as well right now too. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so, okay. So you talked about the difference between human grade and feed grade. I thought that was so interesting. Um, what are, what are some of the changes that your customers are, are telling you about that they see once they switch to dog standards? Yeah, I would say, um, we get a lot of customers coming to us saying that they just need their dog to eat, like to, to be able to get through day to day, um, because they refuse to eat their kibble, which like, I can't blame them. (laughs) Um, but the biggest, I would say the biggest one is that pet parents for the first time are like, our dog is actually eating and then begging for more, which is something that they've never seen before. Another one is, better smelling and smaller stools. Um, This is basically, you know, the less stuff and preservatives and filler ingredients that go into the food, the less is going to come out. Um, And you'll also notice that um, 
your dog is maybe sleeping through the night for the first time ever. And that's because they're actually nourished and satisfied and they don't have upset stomachs. Um, another one is a lot better breath. We've seen this a lot um, because a lot of time the kibble can kind of tack onto the teeth. And a big myth is actually that kibble helps clean dogs' teeth. That's a huge misconception and a huge myth that and a question we get all the time. Well, you know, if I switch to dog standards, what what's going to clean my dog's teeth? And that's actually not that's something created by the kibble and pet food um, space and industry as a whole to try and sell um, another benefit of their food. But that's a complete misconception. The only way to actually or the best way to clean your dog's teeth is by actually brushing them. Um, so that's another huge one. And then another one we've seen a lot is a reduction in allergies. Um, so a lot of the times, pet parents actually think that their dog is allergic to, let's say, a protein um, or a specific ingredient. But a lot of the time, it's actually the preservatives. Another thing is a lot of dogs end up being allergic to chicken because chicken is oftentimes found in every single dog food, regardless of what it says on the bag, because it's oftentimes just made into a really cheap meal um, and sprinkled in every pet food. Um, so it actually becomes something that dogs are very triggered and allergic to. Um, so being able to strip that back as well and giving pets a clean, a clean pack of ingredients saying this is exactly what's in our meal and what you what you see is what you're going to get. So on the ingredient list, if you see chickpea, you're going to get a chickpea. Um, so that's there's been a lot of amazing changes. And it's been so rewarding to see um, how we're helping pet parents. Yeah. And your ingredient lists are probably a fourth of the length of yes. typical kibble ingredient lists. Exactly. They're very small. And so we have maybe a handful of ingredients. And then we have our supplement, which is once again, human grade made in an FDA um, manufacturing uh, infrastructure. So it's really high quality. Um, it's, it's not, people always say, you know, well, why is it more expensive than kibble? You can't even compare the two. Yeah. 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 Totally different products, really. It's yeah. like, yeah. Why is, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, we won't get yeah. into that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good example off the top yeah. of my head, but I couldn't. Let me ask you a question. Do you like figuring things out all by yourself or would you rather have someone to bounce ideas off of and an expert who can help you achieve your pet business goals faster? I recently asked my email list this very question and 70% of you said you love getting expert help and having a community to support you. That's why I've decided to do a special edition of my masterclass, Pinterest for Petpreneurs Live. This live session of the online course opens up on Wednesday, June 22nd. In addition to the six modules and bonuses already included, this live session will give you exclusive access to group coaching calls, accountability partners, pin templates, a virtual kickoff yappy hour, and more. Pinterest is not another social network. It's a visual search engine that I've used to grow my website traffic by 25 times. In Pinterest for Petpreneurs Live, 
I'll teach you my exact strategy and support you to get your account optimized and sending pet parents your way. If you'd like to enroll, go to wherewagrepeat.com slash courses and find Pinterest for Petpreneurs live or drop me a DM or email with any questions. Let's make this the summer that you master Pinterest. Well, so listening to you talk about this, it sounds like you've been doing this for decades because (laughs) you really know what you're talking about, but Dog Standards just officially launched uh, around Christmas or January of 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know there's a lot that goes into that launch like beforehand. Yeah. So what was that process? Like how long ago did you start working on this and, and what was the process like? Yeah. So from beginning to end, it was a total of eight months from when we started working on it to getting it to launch. But that process was a ton of research. And I will always say that um, where we are today and the speed in order which we got to market was all due to um, a lot of people helping us out on the way because we would tell our story and they were like, we want to see you thrive. We want to see you launch with success. So a lot of people helped us out on the way, giving their professional um, expertise, which whether it was from our dry ice manufacturer to our packaging. So there's a lot of packaging that goes into it um, because we are shipping perishable goods. For example, um, sustainability is something that was really important to me when launching this brand. So, you know, all our boxes had to be recyclable. Our thermal insulation is also curbside recyclable. Um, we ship with dry ice in order for, um, the packs to stay frozen. And that's how we actually ensure no, um, preservatives in our food, which is so, so important for us. So we cook the food, we immediately freeze it. And then that's the only preservation method that's actually used. Um, So there was a lot of research and development that went into, um, you know, how much ice do we need at different times during the year in order to keep it frozen. Um, So things like that. And then I would say our first step was consulting a veterinary nutritionist who we then hired to balance and develop all of our recipes. So I think that's something that's really important to note is that our recipes are actually balanced and developed by veterinary nutritionists um, to the AFCO standard and actually well beyond the AFCO standard. Um, So it's a very respected veterinary nutritionist team um, based out of the University of Guelph, which actually I graduated from. So I was really familiar with the vet school there. Um, And that's where I kind of started researching. And then, you know, even her team were able to refer us to a supplement manufacturer. So it was a lot of people who definitely contribute to being able to launch our brand with such success. Yeah, it takes a village. It really does. <laughs> um, it's amazing, I think, how just supportive and and collaborative people can be. And and you're not the first person who's told me that they like went back to their university uh, mm-hmm. and and got in contact with people that helped them launch their pet brand. So um, I think that's kind of an underutilized approach, um, but sure. it seems to work out really, really well. Um, so another, another thing that you guys are doing that, um, is, is, is unique, but maybe not as unique in, in the fresh 
pet food world is um, direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is something that I've kind of seen some chatter about uh, in like my Facebook group and in different places is people, you know, wondering like, what's better, you know, selling wholesale, selling in stores, having my own store, doing direct Mm -hmm. to consumer through e-commerce. Um, can you talk about why you decided to do direct to consumer and, um, and why it's a good option for you? Yeah. So the reason why we chose to do direct to consumer is because we wanted our product to be very, very customized to each pet parent and to each dog um, to make it as easy as possible. And then as we all know, obesity obesity is a huge issue in um, the canine population. So we wanted to be able to actually give each dog the exact amount of grams they need per day um, in order to thrive for their age, their weight, et cetera. And we actually build that algorithm with our veterinary nutritionist. Um, So if you go onto our website, you take our quiz, it'll basically tell your dog's meal plan. And that's all um, calculated with help through a veterinary nutritionist and then um, developed by our website developer. Um, So it's a super smart way for us to be able to actually customize it to each customer. And that was really important for us. Even now, as we launch, we have our customers are like, our biggest supporters. And it's been so much word of mouth because once you see the difference, you really can't go back and they become our biggest cheerleaders and marketers really. Um, you know, people always say like the dog parks talk. So, um, you know, it's like, Oh, your dog has like a really great poop. You know what I mean? (laughs) And it's like, it's true though. And then you get to talking and, um, pet brands can't get away with what they used to anymore. Like pet parents talk and it's, it's starting to become this, this space where need I say, everyone is getting more woke about what they're putting into their dog much to like what happened with the human space a few years back. I feel like the pet space was a bit behind and it's starting to get there, which I'm really happy about. But getting back to the direct-to-consumer model, um, we want it to be very customized and we want it to be able to show up to people's doors so they don't have to go and get a huge bag of kibble that can last for years on end without going bad, filled with preservatives and filler ingredients. Um, And this way, it was, you know, it was cooked this week before you're serving it to your dog. It's fresh as can be. Um, and that's another way we can ensure the really high quality ingredients. And at the end of the day, we really, really value our relationships with our customers and being able to have that dialogue. And um, a lot of customers, if you look at our reviews or our social media, will you know rave about our customer support because we really do care. And the amount of times we've had customers who have been with us since uh, you know launch day to now we've gone back and forth a few times being like, it's summer and we're starting to hike now. Can we, you know, amp up how much food my dog is getting? And we're like, yes, of course, keeping, you know, keep an eye on their weight. And so we love having this constant dialogue. And a lot of times the brands who actually sell in store, it'll have a very rough feeding guideline. Um, And with that comes overfeeding, which leads to obesity. So Um, It's very, the customization, the direct consumer model right now um, is where we want to be because we really want to create that exact portioning. And 
our whole plan is to really create a system that works easiest for pet parents to give their dogs the best um, meal plan and feeding, like feeding experience. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and I, I kind of hadn't thought about that with like the portioning, if you were to buy, you know, say if you, not even a big bag of kibble, but if your product was in stores and it was Mm -hmm. just like, here, this is the beef, this is the chicken. Uh, and, and it wasn't like on, when you mail it out to people, you say here, this is for Bert, feed him half a pouch once a day or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And so when you buy it in the store, you don't really necessarily know. Exactly. And then another thing about that is that for, let's say, larger dogs, it won't even say it'll be like one to 10 pounds feed a quarter pack. And then it'll be like, you know, after 50 pounds, it'll stop listing the feeding recommendations, Um, you know, because you kind of lose room on the label. So that's what we love about this super customized approach to it all is that we actually handle that all for you to the point where we've had a lot of customers after they've ordered been like, okay, like can't wait for my first box. How much do I need to feed per day, et cetera, et cetera. Like how many grams we're like, we take care of all of that for you. Like we have a full um, welcome guideline that we print off and we send in your first box. Um, and all you have to do is feed one pouch per day or half, et cetera. And people almost like can't wrap their head around how easy it is. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, well, we, ha- we have a few minutes left here. And so one question that I love to ask everyone, um, and no matter where, what, where you are in the journey, whether you've been at it for decades, or if you're brand new, there's always something that you've learned along the way. So, um, what is something that, you know, now that you wish you knew, um, either before you started or even just a few months ago when you launched? I wish I knew how specific dogs feeding requirements were. For example, Mm. there's a lot of, once we launched, um, we had a lot of people say, oh, when you come out with a hypoallergenic recipe, such as a kangaroo or a fish, et cetera. Um, and I didn't realize, I thought if we did that, cause right now our recipes are beef, chicken, and turkey. I thought if we did a hypoallergenic, um, something like a kangaroo that we would be, you know, speaking to a lot, like a very small fraction of the population who would want that. But in fact, we've gotten an insane amount of requests for a fish or kangaroo. Yeah. I had no idea that kangaroo was like the hot new protein. Oh, it's a hot new protein. And we're fingers crossed trying to come out with that this year and launch. So that's very exciting. Um, but I would say like speaking to our customers has been so eye-opening of what they truly want and what works for them. Um, We also have a new product launching that isn't a recipe, but will be like a compliment that I'm super excited about. So that will be coming out shortly. But all of this has really been due to our customers, like hearing their feedback. And I would say a main one would be um, for the hypoallergenic pups. Yeah, that's so that's so interesting, and I think that that's kind of a, a a common thread amongst a lot of the women-owned pet businesses is like taking that feedback and making adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really key to your success, I think. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so before, before we go, um, I do want to know a little bit more about Boston and, and what you guys like to do around Toronto. Do you have any favorite places to go together? Um, we love going on walks, but it's getting actually very warm here in Toronto and he's already panting excessively. Um, but he loves the winter. Obviously he's a Husky. So in the winter he could go for hours on end walks. Um, he's a huge foodie, which (laughs) works in our favor because he is always stocked up on dog standards. Um, but he's a very laid back dog as a puppy. He was absolutely so filled with energy and it's so funny to see him now because he's just the opposite he loves just hanging around with me when I work um we love love going on walks he loves other dogs he loves being around people um but he's just he loves being around family and he as long as there's someone there he's at peace and he's so happy I just my dog Bert just kind of like snored in the background (laughs) So we could totally like, understand. Yeah, same. I'm chill. He's like, that sounds perfect. I'd love to hang out yeah. with Boston. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Jessica, it's been so awesome talking to you and hearing all about dog standards. And um, you're just a wealth of information about dog nutrition. So it's been it's been really great. Where can people find out more about your food online? Yeah, so you can find us at dogstandards.ca. And from there, you'll be able to take our quiz and then see what your dog's meal plan would be. And then on all the social platforms, we're um, at Dog Standards. And are you shipping to the U.S.? Only Canada right now. Only Canada. So I do have a lot of Canadian listeners. So this is your opportunity, everyone. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, hopefully down the line, but right now, Canada. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you so much. Uh, Tune in next Wednesday for a brand new solo episode where I'll share what affiliate marketing strategies are actually bringing home the bacon right now. I've been doing some experimenting and asking around the pet world, and I have some really great tips to share with you guys. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or Join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.